In our What is Worship video, it was said that worship is our right response to God's revelations. It's one thing to know what worship is, and another to believe that we should worship. If we are to worship God, we must consider why we should even worship at all. First, we worship because it's what we were created for. There is not a people group anywhere in the world that does not have some kind of religion and basic desire to worship God. Human beings have a natural bent toward worshiping God. The problem is that we get confused as to whom we should be worshiping. From the very beginning of time, God instilled within creation the desire to worship Him. The psalmist shows us that all creation is capable of worshiping the Lord. The heavens, the earth, and all of its inhabitants, animate and inanimate. The sun, moon, and stars are all created and called upon to praise the Lord. See Psalm 148. As Christ followers, our worship is a natural expression of who we are in Christ. The Westminster Catechism states that the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. It is in our being to worship God. I understand this concept is difficult to grasp. It's hard to look around at all that's going on in our world today and think that our natural inclination is to worship God. After all, our culture's moral compass is nearly non-existent. But human beings were created to worship the Creator. Before the fall, it was natural for Adam and Eve to worship God. It is because of sin that we struggle with the idea that we were made to worship God. Praise and worship are a part of our spiritual makeup. We were created not only with the desire, but also with the capacity to acknowledge God through praise and worship. From the very beginning of our life, God expects us to respond to Him in worship. The psalmist affirms that even from birth, we have been ordained to declare the praises of God. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth! You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. We were created to worship and enjoy Him forever. Next, we worship to rehearse God's story. Throughout Scripture, the people of God actively remembered all God had done for them and their ancestors. Rehearsing God's story reminds us of who God is and what He has done for us. The grand narrative of God's actions throughout history includes creation. God created all things seen and unseen. Incarnation. God sent His one and only Son to redeem His fallen creation. And recreation. God will make all things new again. This is the story of God from Genesis to Revelation. As we worship, we must participate in rehearsing the grand story of God. Rehearsing God's story of creation 
incarnation and recreation keeps us focused on what's important. Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. We also worship to celebrate God. The essence of worship is celebration. Our faith develops when it is expressed in celebration. Good celebrations can foster and nourish faith. Poor celebrations have the potential of weakening our faith. We find encouragement for faith-building celebratory worship throughout the book of Psalms. Celebration is an important aspect of worship because of the joy that's given by God found in Christ. Our worship should be filled with joy because of who God is and what he has done for us. Think about what God did for you through Christ Jesus. Is this not reason to celebrate? When we worship, we do so to join in an eternal effort. Throughout Scripture, we see that the worship of God is an eternal effort that will ultimately be performed by all of creation. Although many deny Him worship on this side of eternity, there will come a time when everyone and everything will offer God the glory He is due. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, O Lord. They will bring glory to your name. For you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. Psalm 86, verses 9 and 10. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2, 10 and 11. When we worship, we join with the angels and heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. We also worship because God wants to form us spiritually. There's a saying in the United States, you are what you eat. Dietitians use this phrase to reiterate the truth that what goes into our bodies will either help develop our spirit or our physical being or hinder our growth development. A diet of candy and sugary treats will surely taste good at the time, but does not have much nutritional value, and will not do well for building muscles and maintaining a healthy body. In fact, this kind of diet will have the opposite effect, and potentially can damage our body. The adage, we are what we eat, is true for our spiritual lives as well. What goes in shapes our soul. The things we see and hear, that which we put into our minds and lives, will eventually come out of our mouths and will be represented by the way we live. The question is, what will we put in? Our spiritual nourishment is a direct result of our spiritual food intake. Putting in spiritually healthy food builds spiritual muscles and wards off spiritual diseases. So the question is, as leaders in worship, what will we put into Christ's body, the gathered fellowship of worshipers? 
As we gather as a community of faith in the presence of God, we gather with the expectation that our worship will form us in spiritual ways. The music, prayers, sermons, scripture readings, and everything else in a worship service should be opportunities for the Holy Spirit to spiritually form our lives. God desires for spiritual formation to occur anytime, in any place, and in every way. Each element of worship within the worship service should lead the worshiper to be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. As we worship God, we are spiritually formed into the likeness of Christ. And finally, the most important reason why we worship is because Jesus tells us to worship. When Jesus was challenged regarding the most important command to follow, he replied, worship. See Mark 12, verses 28 through 30. First and foremost, followers of Christ are to worship God with complete abandon. Worship is the most important function of any believer, and we must worship with everything we have. Of course, the second command adds on to the first, to evangelize, fellowship, and care for others as an overflow of our worship. As we worship, we are becoming increasingly like His Son. As we become more like Jesus, we will, as a result, begin to act like Jesus. And how did Jesus act? He loved others and proclaimed the good news of salvation. 